This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 483 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and joining me from Groundhog Day, it is Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Uh, <laughs> how have you been? So how's your holiday, dude? <laughs> how have you been? No different. <laughs> I haven't f***ing moved since you left. Hey, Glenn. Dude. How have you been? F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. Was that not clear? <laughs> I, I think I've got it. Uh, dear, oh dear. Could you imagine, right, if yeah. you were in Groundhog Day, yeah, and all you got to do in Groundhog Day was watch the movie Groundhog Day over and over again. <laughs> and in that movie on the TV of Groundhog Day, there's a guy sitting watching Groundhog Day on the TV. And inside that TV, uh, you can see where I'm going with this. Yeah, I can see where... <laughs> It's like a cross between Groundhog Day and being John Malkovich. It's like a cross between being Groundhog Day and not sure if you're dead and you've gone to hell. <laughs> this could be this uh, could be the ninth circle of hell, dude. It could, yeah. it could, <laughs> but you know, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, yeah, this is this is just horrible. But last night. Friend of the family died of motor neurone disease after a disgustingly oh. bad, d- d- horrible demise that you would not wish on anybody. Yeah, and right. yeah, and all things by comparison, I'm stuck in the house 23 hours a day, yeah, homeschooling my kids. Yeah, life could be a hell of a lot bloody worse. So, yeah. as, as frustrating, as tiring, as, as emotionally destroying as everything that this is, it's nothing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, it's so nothing that two weeks after this is over, it won't have felt like you. Yeah, you, yeah. you only be able to even remember it. You know. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. two weeks after you're dead, you don't even remember that happening either. That's right. No. Um, <laughs> That's right. But you know, in, in the in the scale of the world, you know, it, uh, we ain't yeah. so bad. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah what you gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's but but ain't no it ain't no fun. No, no. Uh, well, the two weeks that we had on the road was good. I thought we were gone for three. That could be why you, know, you seem to be back quickly. Oh, right. What was your original holiday planned for three weeks? So, yes, it was uh, when we go. were going to go to Croatia. Aha. Uh-huh. But when that, you know, got shrunk and shrunk and shrunk to honey i shrunk the holiday and suddenly all we're doing was a road trip of new south wales i just thought well there's no sense taking three weeks yeah because we'll be bored (laughs) so we we just did two weeks kath uh has got her whole three weeks of leave because she's got so much leave owing to her that it was pointless to give up her third week but you see with me taking three weeks and having a two-week forced holiday at Christmas when the studio shuts down. Yeah, yeah. If I'd taken three weeks, one of these five weeks was not going to be paid for, so it made sense to just give it up, and that way I just have my four weeks for the year and, yeah, move on. Perfect. So, yeah, so that's where the confusion came from. So my apologies for that. I didn't realise I hadn't explained that to you. Like I would have cared or listened anyway, but... yeah. Yeah, whilst you were talking about that, I was watching some guy spray a circle with white paint on the road, hand by hand, to do a, almost a perfect circle. So, I mean, I'm still not quite sure what you said then, but I'm sure it was interesting. <laughs> it was, mate. You have no idea what you missed. How was your holiday, dude? Mate, it was great. Hey, okay, he's finished. Right, go. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, what did you do? Where did you go? What did you see okay, happen with so that lens? Obviously, it was not Croatia. Uh, but we. It just smelt that way? No, it didn't even feel that way. So we left here on the Sunday, drove out to Mudgee, which, uh, for those who don't know, is a another wine-growing region of New South Wales where they get good, cool climates uh, for, for growing 
particularly reds, but also white grapes. I spent a couple of days there. Then we headed up to a place called Coonabarabran uh, in the middle of the state, which is the home to, well, it's it's just east of a massive national park called the Warrumbungles. And the Warrumbungle National Park is Australia's only official international dark sky park uh, which means that it is the premier place in australia to go for you know astro stuff because there's just so little ambient light in that area unless you guess when you got there it was a full moon and cloudy (laughs) well it was a half welcome welcome to 2020 yeah yeah Exactly. It wasn't cloudy. Uh, thankfully, the, the skies were clear, but it was somewhere between half and three quarter of a moon. And so one night I did go out and shoot some astro and I went back to the spot that we shot from a few years ago, which is the airport uh, just out of town. And so what I did was I found this tree and I positioned myself so that the moon was behind the tree. And that actually worked quite well because I ended up with this quite well-lit landscape from the moon. Of course, uh, But still got decent, you know, astro. Nice. Yeah, so that was cool. And that was the only time in the whole two weeks where I took the... 28 200 Tamron off the camera, and I put my 15 mil wide angle on. Which you, took, whole... you weren't sure if you were going to, was you? Exactly. So, for the whole of the two weeks, I shot exclusively on that 28 200 lens, and I freaking loved it. Yeah? It is such a great travel lens for exactly all the reasons that we said, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Good, good, you know, maximum wide open apertures at, at every length and a, a comprehensive range of focal length for, you know, just doing everything on one lens. Like I said, it was only the Astro stuff where the 28 just wasn't wide enough. But for everything else I wanted to do, 28 was wide enough and 200 gave me the reach that I needed when I wanted some, you know, some reach. Nice. So, yeah. Halsey? Oh, as good as the 28-75-28. Which is a great lens. Which is an awesome lens. So, yeah, no, really impressed with it. Really impressed with it. Good stuff. Yeah, much... Well, I don't know if I should say much more, but certainly more than I anticipated. It It really... Yeah, it really delivered. You have ambitions for the lens, all lenses to be good. I, mean, yes, I know I do. I, that's true. I, I get something. I have an ambition that it's going to be. It's going to do something special to my photos. It's going to give me something <laughs> heretofore unexpected and never seen in one of my photos. That yeah. all of a sudden it's going to elevate, and they never do. But you don't want them to suck, and you don't want barrel distortion or really bad vignetting or really really contrasty or grainy type images. You know, you want clarity and, and, and good colour saturation and, and, and good sharpness. And if you can get that, you're doing pretty well, you know, yeah. in my book, you know. Yeah. So, so that's no, pretty I've... good to hear. Yeah. But yeah. What's, the, what's the sort of size like? No, I haven't actually seen oh, it yet. So. Do you know what? No, end to end, I asked. end to end, it is the same length as the 28-75-28. Is it really? Yeah. Is that with or that uh, real lens cap on? That's with both <laughs> lens caps on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's the same length so um and about the same weight i would say that's amazing yeah it's awesome. it's a very compact and yeah very versatile lens i was really smooth the zooming was it does it feel yeah it's a resistance i found a lot of 2800s feel a bit because i think whether it's got the amount of weight in the, the barrel you know, there's a bit, a bit of Look, required in, to zoom. in terms of zooming for doing stills, yeah. I, I didn't have an issue. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I really didn't try doing any pull zoom stuff when I was shooting video, and that yeah. would have been the acid test to answer that question. So yeah. I, I don't know how it would fare, you know, if you were trying to do focal length pulls for video. Can um, I just say this, though? Hmm. Anyone who knows what a focal pull length for video is, mm. or that shouldn't be using a 28 to 200 to film videos in the first place. Probably not. <laughs> and anyone who's using a 28 to 200 for video doesn't care. 
know, it's amateur hour video stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but 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 my but, my argument here there though don't here argue is, there here or there. That, <laughs> Is that if you're buying this lens to be an all-in-one lens for travel work, yeah, and you know, quite often, you know, people like me who you know, you go on holidays, you want to shoot some video as well as some stills, yeah, then it's conceivable that you are going to do some of that type of video stuff as you're shooting content for your, you know, yet-to-be-edited home video. Now, yeah, as it turns out, talking, I didn't shoot any... We're talking home any. video. We're not talking pro. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, hence why, oh, the, does the uh, focus noise uh, affect you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about, yeah, all that stuff that people pick on for yeah. a lens, for why it's not suitable video. Yeah. Those lenses often shouldn't be the kind of kit that people are using who are, who are worried about stuff like that. Yeah. I, I saw a post just tonight, just before I sat down to have dinner, it was on the Sony Alpha users group on Facebook, where somebody had posed the question and said, if you had to choose one lens to live in for the next 12 months, what oh, would it be? And nah, everyone was ridiculous. going on. That's such a oh, stupid question. Of lenses course it's are, a stupid question. Lenses are far too small to live in. <laughs> well, it depends how small you are. But... <laughs> Anyway, everyone was coming back with, oh, my 85 1.4, oh, I'll be my, you know, 20 to, yeah, 28, 2.8. And, and, yeah, everyone was quoting, you know, super fast glass. I'd like my G Master 85 1.4. All that sort of stuff. And and I I saw one other person who mentioned the the 28 to 200, and I chimed in as well and said, look, I've just been on a two-week road trip with this particular lens, and, you know, I didn't admit to having used the 15mm for the one night that I went out to shoot Astro. I said, I lived in this lens exclusively for two weeks, and if I really had to go for 12 months on one lens, this would be the one. Of course. Well, it makes all makes all, sorry when we had, when we had David Dusham in hmm. on, the, on the podcast all those years ago, and I said I'm doing the two lens challenge to Vietnam. And he goes, "What two lenses?" I said, "The fifteen to thirty and the twenty to three hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not much of a sacrifice, you know. That's if, right. you, if you're going to live with twenty to two hundred for a year, it ain't much of a sacrifice. Yeah, you know? too funny. So yeah, and so uh, later on, we uh, after after Coonabarra Brand. Uh, oh well, actually, while we were at Coonabarra Brand, we did a uh, a Grade Four bushwalk, which was a lot harder than we were oh, anticipating. Really, I mean, Grade Four, like, like primary school. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so there were parts where you were just scrambling over, you know, masses of rock and following little white paint marks because that was the track. Uh, <laughs> You you didn't happen to go to Young by any chance, did you? No, we did not. Damn. Why? Well, there's a one-of-a-kind store there. There's nowhere else in the world, hence why it's a a one-of-a-kind. That would have become cool to go see. Right. What sort of store? It's a pet supplies and porno. (laughs) Right. As you do. As you, as, yes, it's the only only one in the world where you can buy both your pet supplies and your adult adult needs are supplied all. But it's, uh, that, would right. been, that would have been that would have been kind of worthwhile. Right. Know? I will put that on the list of places Next to visit. Trip. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the reason I mentioned this particular walk. Uh, was because when we got up to the highest part of the walk that we did, yeah, uh, there there was another part of the walk that we elected not to do. Um, but when we got to the the highest bit that we got to, you had a two hundred and seventy degree uh, view, and so I shot a multi image pano uh, by setting the twenty eight to two hundred at fifty mil. Uh, and I, oh, I don't know how many frames I shot. It must have been about 15 or 16 frames. And it's stitched together perfectly uh, and just looks amazing. Like, I really need to print it out like three metres long and 50 Whoa. centimetres high. <laughs> it looks Man. awesome. Because uh, you've got these, you know, basically mountains way off in the distance, you know, pretty much throughout the entire, well, through about 220 degrees of that 270 degree panorama, you've got all these mountains. And then for the last bit at the right hand end, you're just looking out over the plains to 
a gazillion miles away. But yeah, so yeah, really happy with the lens. Uh, after Coonabarra brand, we went up to Lightning Ridge, which is uh, the only place in the world where you can get black opal. Oh, that's right. So we had a couple of nights there. Then we headed over to Tenterfield. Uh, which for anyone outside of Australia is the home of a, a well-known Australian singer by the name of Peter Allen, uh, or was his hometown. Yeah. He's gone uh, to Rio now. He's gone to Rio, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and while we were in Tenterfield, we went out and did a day or a half day at the Bunu Bunu National Park, uh, which had the most epic waterfall. I honestly could have spent seven days just shooting this waterfall. There were so many little bits to it that were all just, like, spread out over a kilometre. You know, it it probably drops about 100 metres over this one kilometre. I mean, there's just lots of little bits that could all be shot separately. There's no way where you could shoot it all in one hit unless you were shooting from a drone. But, yeah, so I had had a great time shooting that. Nice. Then after Tenterfield, we headed across to the coast to a place called Lennox Head, uh, which is just south of Byron Bay. And we had decided that we were going to spend three nights there. We got in there on the, I think it was a Monday afternoon that we arrived there. And within a couple of hours, we just went, oh, this place is so good. Let's just book a fourth night now. Uh, So we ended up booking a fourth night. And while we were there, we went and did a whale watching tour. Uh, So that gave me a chance to, you know, put the 200mm end of the the lens to good use. Um, So we got to see humpback whales, a great white shark, and a couple of pods of dolphins. Nice. Yeah. Uh, But unfortunately... You know, those commercially operated tours, they have yeah. to maintain a certain distance from the the animals. That was probably the only time where I was thinking, yeah, a little bit extra length would have been good. But I still got some shots that were, you know, close enough that I didn't need to crop when I processed the images. So, you know, all said and done, can't complain about the length. It, you know got me there yeah so you get what you get i mean you've yeah. got to think as well if you're on a moving boat anything oh. bigger than 200 it's going to be bloody hard to get anything out of anyway exactly yeah. and and you know what we had the calmest day out on the ocean we were so fortunate like even the the tour operator said it is just unbelievable to see the ocean this flat and i was going yeah i know this is just amazing so and but even then even with the ocean as calm as it was at 200 mil as you're saying you know it's quite hard to just keep your composition where you want it you know because everything's moving in front of you all the time up and down left to right and whatever so yeah so we had our four four nights there and then we headed down the coast to a place called Nambucca Heads and we just had one night there and then from there to home and that was our two weeks good stuff yeah and the weather was reasonable mate we we had perfect weather I think there was one town where we got just a little you know splash of rain like less than five mils of rain one one morning and you know it cleared up by the afternoon and that was it for the whole of the two weeks the rest of the time was either you know pleasant cloud or it was just clear blue sky so Hmm. yeah we we totally lucked out in that respect great tommy yeah absolutely (laughs) it's it's what uh it's octemberary what 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 year is it what Is it summer? <laughs> Almost, matey. First month of spring. So. <laughs> uh, spring has sprung. A big yeah. All I can do is watch it passing by out the front window. I think this whole year feels like winter for everybody. <laughs> well, it's the winter of my discontent. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, it, it does look nice outside. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, to be honest, I've, I've even stopped going outside. I just have really? no interest in, except for essentials to go get food. I can't even bring myself to get out of the house anymore. Really? I just can't. I just, I just can't. I just, wow. I just can't. And uh, did I hear today that your premier is extending the shutdown? No, this is the tosses. Or is it just a tapered release? No, 
it's just the tosses on bloody Insta- on, on on the internet who think oh, okay. they know better than experts. Yeah. So all that happened. This is this happened a week or so ago that. He wanted to extend the powers of state of emergency another six months. Right. right? So, of course, everyone's going, oh, we can't be locked up for six months. Oh, God, I can't be locked up for six He's not saying locked up for six months. He said <laughs> locked up. Another, it was extended two weeks yeah. a week ago, on last Sunday, so four to right. five days ago. Right. But they extended the power uh, have, for them to be able to have that power because what they can do and what their authorities are able yeah. to do under a state of emergency is completely different from anything else. So yeah, from having regular day to day stuff. Yeah, it allows them to, if need be, close things down, stop schools from taking kids in, all that kind of stuff. So nothing's actually changing. In fact, if anything, the regional Victoria may go into even lesser restrictions next week. Right. But we stay where we are in stage four, locking locked in the house and bad luck. And the cases were the things the cases were going down. See, we were seven hundred cases a day or four hundred cases, five hundred cases a day and we're down to we got down to forty one two days ago. Nice. But, but it's been a bit higher the, the last few days. So it's still not going down to yeah, you you don't want if you if you open up with fifty cases a day, you're back to a thousand cases in three weeks' time. So, Easily. You know, yeah. So who who needs that? So you've got to suck it up. Shut up, suck it up, and listen to the bloody experts who aren't trying <laughs> to control you, who aren't the, the people who think there's bloody that they're doing this for some sort of financial advantage. How is yeah. shutting down the entire no. economy doing financial advantage no. to anybody? You know, you know the definition of an expert, don't you? Oh, go on. My grandfather used to say this to me. He said, "X is the unknown quantity, and a spurt is a drip <laughs> under pressure." <laughs> so- it's so spot on, but uh, yeah. So so it's been it's it. So the the morons on yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I did a post today on Facebook saying that yeah. Uh, if I see one more post that starts that you've got to have an open mind, <laughs> yeah. And so all these people they've, they've opened their mind so far that the drains have fallen out. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just That's it. yeah. It's it is what it is. You know, no one's benefiting. No one no one likes it. No one's happy with it. The the press is so bad. The media is so. I mean, I mean today I've just been sort of studying U.S. press again, right? Just because of all the stuff, all the stuff that came out from the Bob Woodward book about Trump and and his own words saying how he deliberately you know didn't tell anyone how bad it was going to be, right? Uh, because he didn't want to panic. Even though he screams in, he screams in all caps lock about Antifa coming to burn down your house. And that, there's, there's no, no panic there. Yeah, but, not trying uh, to incite any panic. That's what I'm but, but just just comparing how like CNN report headlines, I'm really just looking at headlines, and then Fox News headlines. Right. And you would swear you're reading about two completely different things, you know. <laughs> and the same thing happens here in Victoria. You get these. Right wing nut job that he um, uh, media guys whose headlines are just all nothing's good everything's oh everything's the worst it's ever been everyone's gonna everyone's gonna self self combust if they don't <laughs> go mow their lawn and have a haircut by next Thursday you know yeah. <laughs> and then the other then uh, well we don't have any other side journalists over here we've only got those guys yeah all the head all the headlines doom and gloom and then you, you start getting posts about the Dandemic, it's called here, rather than the Pandemic, because our, our, our uh, Premier, his is, name's Dan, it's a, it's a Dandemic, and then vote, it's all about get rid of him, sack him, get rid of him, he's doing such a terrible job, that's all his fault. It's like... That's rubbish. Yeah. And we had it under control, we opened all back up, we had some people, they flew in a bunch of people from overseas... Yeah. Uh, came in and um, were put in quarantine, and then security guards and staff at the hotel started letting them out and having sex with them going home. And all yeah. of a sudden, there's diseases everywhere. Now, <laughs> I don't care whose job it is. I mean, if, if you're the if you're if you're the, the the king of the world, and you employ people who then go and do completely the wrong bloody thing, you yeah. know, it's okay. Yeah, you, you maybe could have stopped it early, but it's not really your fault. You know no, right? it's that's like, right. It's like someone said: if you if you if you hire a plumber to come over and fix your kitchen, and you go and come back and find him taking your whiz in your kitchen sink, <laughs> it's not your fault for hiring the guy. You didn't know he was going to whiz in your sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, 
but the best thing I saw today about about Trump with the panic didn't want to panic anymore was uh, well you know what I saw the building was on fire but uh, I didn't want to ring the alarm bell and panic anybody. <laughs> It's like, oh, God. A little bit of panic's okay sometimes, yeah? It's pretty much it. It's a funny old world, isn't it, eh? It's a funny old Uh, world. Yes. So our Dan Debbie's got... I saw a a great tweet that, you know, was responding to all those people saying that he's a dictator, and it was like, well, if you have the ability to, you know, comment on social media and not have your life put at risk because of it, he's not a dictator. You go, go, go to China or call Xi. Yeah, <laughs> Stop in exactly. and see how long. Like, go to Belarus. Have you seen what's been happening in Belarus? Oh, no. My God. So the, the opposition party, so they had an election. Their dictator, their guy has been in charge the longest, their autocrat's been there for a long time. He was elected out, you right. know. All of a sudden, the people who won, they've fl- fled to another country to, to save themselves. But Jeez. then... Uh, several several members of of parliament who were like the next levels down they all got dropped, picked up in cars and disappeared right. and then the press guy for one guy came and said oh we don't know where she's gone she's disappeared 40 minutes later he was gone it's like oh my god yeah so you know if you can say all these things about Dan, Dan it, 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 you're not in a dictatorship you know no, and the funniest and one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time was some stupid reporter at, at the press conference yesterday had to ask why is it that uh, you can go have a casual visit at somebody's house but you have to wear a mask but you can have you can have an intimate partner and have intimacy and you don't have to. And he has to then explain to her that, well, you know, generally the relationship you might be having with someone that you're casually visiting once in a while yeah. versus someone you're having an intimate relationship is possibly, I don't know, you know, just a little bit. But he's got this half smile on his face. Everyone's pissing himself. And it's like, oh, it's like, my God. And he goes, this is as far as I'm going to take that explanation, he says. <laughs> But I mean, the questions people are, and this is the reporters. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's like when when that Jonathan Swan reporter in, uh, interviewed yep. Trump a few weeks ago. It all went amazing, and I'm going, but the guy's nothing special. He asked a question, then he asked a follow up, and that was, oh my god, journalism! Everyone was shocked because it's like <laughs> it's like no one can actually uh, seem to be able to ask decent journalistic questions that can't just be spun or if they are in the middle of spinning go no that's not what i asked this is what i asked can you answer that and no one ever no one this is worldwide this is not pointing at anybody's finger it seems they can't they're they're looking for a headline rather than a story or uh, or or headline rather than an answer maybe because the it's 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 just madness they can't seem to to follow up a bloody simple question yeah uh, crap audio alert. The next three minutes of Glynn's audio is unfortunately rather horrible. Apologies for that. We had a bit of a technical glitch. So have you done anything photographically in the last couple of weeks? Well, funny enough, I did. My daughter had a photo project two days. Was it yesterday? I think it was two months ago yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday, but it felt like two months ago. Yeah. Uh, where she had to do take a photograph of toy animals from a low-angle perspective. Oh, Okay. So, yeah, and make them look like they're big. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Dad's not been able to put out his creativity very much lately. So, uh, I built a set uh, out of a cardboard box lined with aluminium foil and then filled with shaving cream. Right. <laughs> put in, put it, she went to put in these penguins that she had. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, so, we've got these penguins and a seal, uh, like a walrus kind of thing, uh, in, the, in this this container, and then shot an L- got an LED panel to shine through the roof. Then we cut a hole in the bottom, shot a 360 camera through the bottom, and photographed like from dad and the kneecaps. <laughs> right. and, uh, and they look about 20 foot tall, no. looking at this shining glow of light coming from the ceiling. Excellent. <laughs> so that's, that's my that's my uh, my major photographic uh, you know, you know, sort of project uh, of late. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't even get to press the button. She she did that, uh, <laughs> and um, so that was it. I have I have just been asked to do a webinar, a thirty minute webinar for Tamron USA. Nice. It'll be coming out. It'll be coming out in November. So I've got to kind of get my brain around what we want to do there and what we're going to talk about and showcase there. So 
So I'll keep people informed of when that is, especially for uh, overseas listeners who it might be more time friendly for. I don't know. Yep. Uh, to have have a listen in and, and come and view. Uh, but I'll be sharing. So I've been I've been going through the NAS box still and just just you know, pulling out photos I've never really looked at before. Yep. You know, and popping up a bunch of photos. And a lady put a lovely post on today. Yeah. That she's also stuck in Melbourne, having a horrible time of it. And yeah, uh, one of the bright spark is seeing my photos and hearing my dad jokes. Yep. Which is kind of nice. So that's that's it's nice when you cool. Get the little stuff you're doing is bit of bit of solidarity fun. happening there. Yeah, it's just help. Yeah, if it just gives anyone just one little smile in a day, that's yeah, not yeah. too bad. You know, every every little bit helps. That's it. It's uh, are you okay day today here in, in Australia? Probably oh. that's worldwide, but it's are you okay day today? Uh, Melbourne is running tomorrow. No, we're not day tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's okay. <laughs> No, so that's all, all I've done. Photo, but I have put up a bunch of photos lately. So I've been putting up a, yep. a, a bunch of a bunch of photos every every couple of days. Uh, yep, nice. And more to come. I've got a bunch more still. I mean, folders I've never even looked at. So yeah, right. There's <laughs> a bunch there. So yeah, so that's all I've done. Photographic guys. Yeah, right. Uh, have we got any emails or any correspondence whilst we've been away? We but, have not. Nothing. Not a not, not a sausage. Oh. Probably because they knew we were going to be off the air for a couple of weeks, so they just didn't bother writing. Talk, not a single person's wrote a single thing to no. us. That's pretty. And oh, we did do we did do one other fun thing yesterday, oh, which yeah. I thought I'd, I'd mention. We we watched a live stream of the person meteor shower. Oh, okay. Because we can't leave the house. Yeah. But we sat there. Me and the kids sat in front of the TV. This guy's got his camera pointed at the sky. Yep filming and we're watching the satellites go by the occasional plane we don't get planes anymore here no we haven't seen we don't see planes anymore so um so it's odd to see a plane go over and then we're watching meteorites flipping across the screen so that was pretty cool yeah right so that's it's an amazing the sort of stuff that yeah and did you you see many meteorites i reckon we would have seen oh one maybe two a minute oh okay nice yeah so so you know reason reasonable quantities yeah right of varying yeah you know, intensities and uh, and durations yep but uh, yeah it was good so we, we had we had fun and we saw so many satellites it's amazing how many satellites you can see these days you know? yeah right you know i remember i remember yeah you know, 20 odd years ago you go out in the night sky and if you saw a satellite it was pretty amazing yeah and now if you go out and look in the night sky if you can't see a satellite it's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you might see five in five minutes or you know, every minute you probably see a satellite these days yeah yeah so that's it I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running. The link will be in the show notes. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. Do you have any articles? Do you have any no. interest to talk about? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, I've got a couple of things, literally just a couple. Okay. Which uh, which which attracted my attention, and I will, if I can figure out where to send them to you, yeah. I'll send them to you. You just flick it through on the Skype chat. Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? But yeah, I can't find it. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it says chat. Yeah. It'll probably be it. It's probably going to be it, Bruce. Could be that one. So there's a there's a little video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like an hour long video actually right. uh, on color grading. Oh, okay. Which I thought people might find of use and uh, using what's called the three color rule on how, how to how to and draw viewers' eyes using color in photographs. Right. So I thought that could be of of some if, if someone's a bit bored with their editing style and don't you know, necessarily want to go into fake too much fakery. Learning to colour grade your images might be something that's of interest to people. Yeah, so I'll right. Put that up there. If you did you see the movie The Joker? Yes. At all. So uh, how epically that how epic that looked as far as it's filming. Yep. That it was using a lot of a lot of these techniques in this in this article on um, grading uh, on colour grading. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And, and 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 colour palettes. You know, working the three colour rule. Yep. To draw attention. That's pretty good. Now, um, Canon Australia announced a couple of days ago that they were closing their online store. Right. Okay. Supposedly to support local retail partners. Okay. Okay. Now, I've always had a huge, 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 quite large, a grievance (laughs) that 
uh, Canons and Nikons have their own web stores selling their gear. Yeah. Regardless of the, regardless of the prices they sell it at, because they're asking stores to buy stuff, take on stock, take on debt, take on, and then to sell behind their back and have specials, and then collect all those people who buy from them there's their details and and mail them directly to something to to counteract the people that the camera stores are selling stuff to. So yeah. from a retailer's point of view, I was thought it's quite disgusting. But I love, especially looking at it from a, a Victorian point of view, that one of the reasons was to help consumers access our products, services, and support better. How? Well, first up, yeah, I don't know how closing an online store allows people to access products better. When in, in Victoria, you can't go to a store. Yeah. Because A, they're all closed. B, you can't go any more than three miles, five kilometres from your house anyway. Yeah. S- speaking of stupid, my daughter's online PE class today was to uh, go find three different size hills and run up and down them and sprint up and down them to find, um, yeah, to feel what what they're different by doing that. Well, that's fine, but we can't go more than five kilometres and we live on a plane. Yeah, I was going to say. There ain't no hills where I live. There ain't no <laughs> hills anywhere where I live, you know. The closest thing to a hill we have is the tip. the local local rubbish dump you know that's it run up a oh my god i wonder why these teachers get paid so little uh yeah so canon canon closed their store Uh, i I reckon it's it's more a cost-cutting exercise for them damn selves more than anything else yeah during these times and i was going to ask you something about your dark table Mm. okay can you in dark table customize toolbars to only have toolbars with the tools that you actually use. Okay, so yes and no. There are not tools the way there are tools in Photoshop that have like an individual icon. Darktable is more like Lightroom where it's a series of modules down the left and right hand sides of the interface with your main image in the middle. However, yes, within the darkroom view where you have all of the different modules that you can use for developing you can choose which modules you want to have visible and which ones you want to have hidden and you can save presets uh can of, you go within those modules and cut out things in those models that modules that you don't use no, each a, module a of six is, tools. is an all or nothing prospect. You right. you know, you you use whichever, you know, sliders within the module yeah. you want to use. Yeah. You don't have to use every parameter that's in each module, but either a module is visible or it's invisible. Like I said, they're not tools in the way you yeah. think yeah. of yeah. Photoshop tools. They're a lot more like Lightroom, yep. as you say. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's an article there on Petapixel saying uh, how to create the perfect Photoshop toolbar for your editing needs. Right. Because I would would love just because toolbars take up so much real estate. Yeah. I would like just a picture and a little box with the, let's call it easy edit or quick edit option where where it's full screen and one little box with just five or six icons that you use all the time. Yeah. Like a little wheel. You can just spin that wheel. This I'm just thinking this up alive. You spin the wheel to the, let's say it's crop. Yep. Then you go up and do the crop. Then you go back and spin it to, let's say... Contrast. Um, contrast. Yep. Yeah, let's say, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, but just this, <laughs> this, it's this really dead simple image, scroll, and a slider. Yep. You know? And and how, how simple that would be as an editing tool. Yep. For people to use, you know. Yep. But uh, so this may or may not do it. I haven't actually gone in and have a look. And I'm, even if it did, I probably would never. I'd, I'd never do it because it's. And, and to be but, honest, you know, of all of the image editing apps I've ever looked at, Photoshop is probably the prime candidate for where you would want to be able to customize yeah, your own sure. tool set because so much there is so there. much in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and for most users. You know the the tools they're going to reach for might you know comprise thirty to forty percent of what's in there. Yeah, because you know? there's but, yeah, but, it, but it's, I probably yeah, I probably no most users it's probably ten percent. Right. Yeah, not if that. I mean, I can think on top of my hand. Just thinking, I'm I'm using on all almost all my editing. Maybe let's face it. Once you've once you've got out of RAW, so you've opened your camera RAW, you've done your tweaks in RAW. Now you're in Photoshop. Yep. Then the amount of image uh, image editing tools you probably I'm going to use are pretty darn limited. Yeah. I'm probably using six. Yep. 
Yeah, maybe. Yep. Even maybe that's exaggerating. You, too you know much. what? Darktable has seventy modules, and there's probably eight to ten that I use all the time, and that's it. So, can, so can can you? Because it's open source. Yep. Can you build that type of template? That kind of that module. Can you build a custom module that incorporates, let's say, crop, dodge burn, uh, straighten, uh, contrast, highlight saturation, you know, hue and saturation, uh, just just like half a dozen things, and that's all that that's all that shows on the screen. I don't know. That's certainly way outside of my skill set. Uh, uh, p- potentially, maybe I don't know. Um, it could be a, it could be a cool you, thing to, to sell. Hey. Yeah, it could be a cool thing to sell if you could do it. If someone could do it, because look at me, people sell these like all these luminosity toolbars for for Photoshop. That people sell these other accessories. I, I laugh stuff. when I hear that because Darktable has luminosity masks built in. <laughs> I don't even know what luminosity is. Hey, I don't even know what luminosity oh, masks are, mate. Uh, if you've never done it or seen it, it would blow your mind. It is the ability to go into an image. Okay, so let's let's suppose I'm playing with let's let's say a, a tone curve module in Darktable. Yeah. I can choose using the luminosity masks to limit the effect of that tone curve mm-hmm. to pixels in the frame based on their luminosity based on their saturation, based on their hue, based on the colour channel, and or any combination thereof. And I can choose, you know, dark or light or just the bits in the middle or just exclude the bits in the middle so I only choose the darks and the lights. And it is unbelievably powerful what you can do with the luminosity masks in Darktable. And it's built in. Why would you want to do that? Hey? Why the hell would you want to fiddle around with that much effort? Mate, lots of how people do. Taking you to, how long has this taken you? Lots of people bloody do lots of stuff. <laughs> lots of people smoke, Bruce. <laughs> I love it. Lots of people smoke. Yes, they do. <laughs> just because people... Uh, no, it seems like, like effort and time, Bruce, and that just does not seem like a thing I'm going to be getting into. <laughs> well, look, it, it's funny that you should say that because... I, I feeling there were effort and time. It's funny that you mention that because there's been a bit of a discussion going on on the email list where somebody was bemoaning the fact that there are so many controls and parameters within Darktable, and why can't it be simplified and be more like Lightroom? And yeah. one of the developers came back and said, well, if that's what you want, go use Lightroom, because we're all about giving you the ultimate in control. And I can see both sides of the argument. I can understand the people that want it to be simple, but I can also understand the point of the developers going, we want to give you access to every single potential way to you know massage the pixels in your image and i get that it's not for everyone i get that i I get i get that yeah let me recite a story yeah i saw a facebook post the other day a woman calling for help that somehow all the images have got she'd been working on an image through via adobe bloody cloud and she's been working on this image for three and a half weeks what and now it's lost and she's Three and a half weeks on an image, Bruce. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, are we talking just, a multi-layered Photoshop document? I've got no idea. I mean, I'm hoping so, because if, you, if you're spending talk- three weeks on an image in Lightroom, you're doing something wrong. We're talking madness. <laughs> yeah. what we're talking, Bruce. <laughs> Even if it's multi-layered image in fo- three and a half weeks... <laughs> I'm hoping it's not more than two minutes a day because that can be reasonable. <laughs> Even still, that's a lot. It's a lot of time on an image. You know? yeah. If a photo can't be done in five minutes, it's out the door. Yeah, you know, in my book, you know, it seems, seems overly. But I guess yeah, people like to. Yeah, I, I wish I had good skills, but the skills I wish I had were Superman fast, like Photoshop skills. <laughs> yeah, you know, the stuff that makes them look good and look, like, looks makes them look amazing. Yeah but can be done in, like, 30 seconds or less. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, with the press of one button. <laughs> yeah, would be very handy, you know. And when they invent that, yeah, that's 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 going to change the world. Okay, so the, the difference between Lightroom and, and Darktable, then, is that if you 
only Love offer the whole room once just a table. If you only <laughs> offer a limited set of controls, then there's a greater likelihood that everyone's going to end up with stuff that looks the same. If you offer everybody the complete palette of tools, then yeah. there's a greater likelihood that people will come up with more unique looks for their work. Yeah, but 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 yeah, but but just because it's got limited, a uh, or, yeah, have you seen everyone's photos of tents lit up <laughs> at night with Milky Way? Doesn't matter any freaking tools you've got; they still all look the same. <laughs> yep. But except for I did say I must say I saw a lovely photo by our, by our lovely friend Cass Tippett yep. up there in, in the US of A of a, a lovely astro shot that she did uh, over some hey. some some yep. silos. I <laughs> know. Oh, yep. <laughs> she. She's our favourite American. Uh, did this? That was a lovely shot, and and you know, it was a great moment. Now he's 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 taken this astro shot. It's really cool. It's better than any astro shot I've ever done. So he's got these awesome silos, nicely lit up, lit up at night with a Milky Way over the top. But you know what was really great was he was so wrapped. He's he's taken and he's finally got an image that he'd love so much that it was worth printing and wanting to put up on the wall. Right, and that's that's awesome. I, I love that. You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't print any of my own photos. I'd like to take one one day that's worthy of printing and putting on a wall because I don't like. Yeah, this this uh, that'd be like one of the kids or yeah, something epic of the kids <laughs> kind of thing. You yeah, know? but yeah, to, that, that's that's the joy. I think of starting out as a photographer, or, or, or that, that, that I've completely lost and have no comprehension of anymore, is that joy of oh, I finally got one great image, yeah. or that style I finally, yeah, finally taken something that's that's why I love teaching. Yeah, it's because when someone gets it and they take a photo, it's oh my! I look at the back of the camera, it's oh my god, I did that. That's that's the thing I haven't seen in myself for so long, which is probably why I might be. This might be a bit of a shock. I might be getting slightly jaded. <laughs> right, but yeah, but seeing that, and that's what I loved. Uh, I commented on his post how awesome it was because it was a, hey, it was a great shot. Yeah, you know, uh, and and he, he did apologise that he he couldn't find his torch. To stand there and point at the Milky Way as well, you know, which is which is a fair point, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure next one he'll he'll light up his tent as well. But yeah, so get back to the point. Yeah. Just because you have a whole bunch of of, of things doesn't mean your photos are going to look any different than anyone else's because everyone's trying to take the same photo as everybody else anyway. Uh, but also be able to scale it down to n- not very many tools doesn't mean you can't scale it back up as needed. You know what I mean? Right. So having a dark table that you could turn off everything except for your panel. Which you can then, do, like I said. You can you can yeah, but hide I mean, the mo- about modules even, you don't even, need. I'm talking about pairing that down to even... Now, you're gonna, I'm gonna, I can guarantee you there's one or two things in multiple panels, modules, mm. that I would want to use. But I, therefore, I've got to have all of those modules turned on. Maybe. Correct? You know it's true. Well, crop and rotate is all one module in Darktable. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. So, that so. Uh, does that, do I have hue and saturation in that same module? Not in that module. Okay, it's so, in a separate okay, so, module. So, so, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's the second module I'm going to turn on. Yeah. Uh, does it have dodge and burn in the saturation one? No. Does it have it in the crop one? No. So, that's the third module I've got to have to see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm going to have all these modules on. Yeah where it could be just in one little dial, the six things that well, I love to use. funny that you should mention that, because with the funny. release of Darktable 3, which occurred at uh, Christmas 2019, they yeah, yeah. introduced a new module called the Basic Adjustments Module. And it right. has all of the regular stuff like exposure, contrast... Uh, white balance uh, I, to be honest i don't know what else is in there because i never use it but um th- there is that module which is designed to be your one-stop shop if that's what you want so you would probably find that you know all of the things that are in the basic adjustments module would get you to 90 percent of where you wanted to go and then you might need one or two other modules beyond that so, so i'd love to have like an empty module Right, and be able to add the tools to it that you want. Just drag in, and it might be, you know, it might be uh, job-specific. That in this job, these are things I'm going to be using over and over and over again. Yep. And I just want to have access just to those things that all the other crowd, um, pressing the wrong buttons, bang, 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 you know. That would be so cool to have a blank module just be able to drag in and out. Yep. the stuff that you want for a particular job. So one of the features that is in Adobe Lightroom that is also available yeah. in 
uh, dark table that I really love is the yeah. ability to set the side panels to respond in a way so that only one module can be expanded at any given time. So the moment you click on another module, the module you were working in automatically collapses as the yeah. new one expands. So collapses off the screen off the screen altogether. Well, what I'm saying is that it means that you've always got the the module that you're working on is active and it's visible and everything is being collapsed. Uh, you know, as in all the other modules that you've got visible have been collapsed. So the minute you want to jump to another module, it's visible without you having to scroll for it. Yeah. You know, as in as in its title bar is visible and all you've got to do is click on the title bar and then that module has expanded and everything else has collapsed and so it's almost But then you still got to you still got to go and click on the next one. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a reasonably good alternative. Right. But mine is so simple. Yeah. That I don't understand why people haven't done it. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We want to <laughs> I, I guarantee but I guarantee you more people would get into it. If they could scale up their use of a program from within that program, maybe yeah, scale up from a, a the the dead simple uh, to the, the and then it's a great way to learn. You know, imagine learning photo, say Photoshop or Lightroom by okay. First, you start with these four things, and you start playing around with them. You yep. learn what lighting, brightening, blah blah, and then then it's like think of it like concentric circles yeah. expanding from a small. Then you click the the outer circle. You still got those inside ones, but now that you've also added this, this, and this. Yeah, and you could just press on. You could just kind of hover over it, and let's say you've got tutorials um, enabled. You hover over it, a, a little micro. You remember that little, that little bloody paperclip used to pop up in bloody Microsoft <laughs> Office? Bob, that little bastard, that little bastard. So your little bloody, your little little guy holding the camera pops up, says, "G'day, <laughs> oh, I'm Clicker, oh, I'm Clicker the Flicker." It oh, looks no. like you're trying to add contrast. <laughs> exactly. Let me show you how it works. <laughs> and, and and then and it goes down in concentric circles to more and more and more advanced. Things that, I think we've invented an entire new method of editing just tonight, Bruce. So uh, knock that up during the week, and we'll test that next week to show everyone. I want a sarcastic version of it that says, "It looks <laughs> like you've options. overexposed this image." That one Crikey. goes straight to the what, trash. What do you think? Oh, uh, we've analysed your image, and it's not bloody worthy, so we've trashed it. You may notice it's no longer there. That's right. <laughs> There's no saving that one, mate. <laughs> Right. Now, what you should have done when you're out bloody taking the photo, let me give you a couple of tips. Don't do it. You know? Um, There's a whole world to be seen right there. Your image was crap, so we've AI generated a replacement image for you. That's right. We've gone online and found someone else's photo taken from the same location who did a better job. There you go. There you go. Of course, they were there at night time, unfortunately, so you can't see the stuff you were looking for, but... <laughs> oh, I love it! I've got. The, I think we've. I think we've solved the world's first photo editing issues. <laughs> so it's a good thing we came back. Uh, dear. <sighs> I love it. And on a, I think on a positive note, we should we should quit whilst we're ahead. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, mate, well, it's been good to chat. You too, mate. Good to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I mostly mean that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> To everybody, to, we're back. We're sorry. We'd like to apologise. We should have apologised at the beginning. Really, That's shouldn't right. We? Yeah, we, thre we threatened to come back, and we did. That's it. All right, mate. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.